Hello, everybody. Today you have Jake and Seth, and we are going to be discussing Jordan Peele's 2022 film, Nope, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Steven Yeun. Uh, in addition to Michael Wincott, Brandon Perea, and Keith David, the film was made for a budget of $68 million. It made $171, which is right on the edge of that 2.7x multiplier. Uh, this is probably considered like a moderate, modest box office success. Um, I'm pretty sure it's made less than his previous two films. Um, the critical response was was stronger as 83% from critics. Um, I will be honest. I, I've got some thoughts about Peel and this film and his work in general. Um, I... <laughs> Before before I open my mouth and don't shut up for a couple minutes, uh, I am going to throw it to you, Seth. Seth. So I would say I'm I'm a fan of Jordan Peele, um, and I think he's a really interesting director. But I will say, having um, watched all three of his directorial uh, movies here. I do think he's on a little bit of a precarious path where I think each movie is getting slightly, you know, slightly worse than the, than the previous one. I still I think Get Out is, is his best movie. I think Us is his second best movie, and I think this is his third best movie. I don't think this was a terrible movie, but I think it's clearly not as good as the two previous movies. Um, and it seems like Get Out was the one where he really... I, I think Get Out's a phenomenal movie, honestly. I think it, it was actually... It was well received, but I actually don't think it gets the credit it, it deserves. I think it really came through at like in this interesting cultural moment, um, and I think he represents a lot of sort of um, just modern day racial relations. Um, I think he does a great job of kind of kind of like expounding on those um, and using his movies to kind of like go go deeper into that realm than most people would realize. Um, it's, but I do think, in terms of Nope. Um, Again, I don't think it was bad, but I, I just think there's there's <laughs> I definitely have some issues with it. Um, there are things that didn't quite make sense to me. Um, there were some concepts I thought were interesting, but not maybe fully fleshed out. Um, I don't think I think the symbolism and stuff in his other movies is a lot more nuanced and layered than, than it is in this movie. Um, uh, I will say, I mean, I I thought Daniel Kaluuya did a pretty good job. Uh, again, I think he's better in Get Out than he is in this movie. Um, but I would say I, I feel like he's kind of gone from like an A or an A minus movie to a B plus. So this is kind of like maybe a B or a B minus movie. Yeah, I so I enjoy. I think this film was better than Us, okay. but I don't know if it was smarter. And I, again, I'm using these words "smart," "better," like in that I thought this film was enjoyable but for like probably personal reasons and like and i'll get that sounds so weird but i thought the depiction of the ufo slash alien i thought there were some really inspired and interesting things there not only in like and we'll get to that in a moment but like what they were and like the twist there but also the design and execution like he's done some horror films i thought i was really impressed with the effects and the way they brought that to life especially the big uh finale at the end and um but with all that being said, um, I thought us, like the message in us was more interesting than what I got in this. Um, even though if the, the vehicle wasn't 
as entertaining. Again, that sounds just, I, I sound like an idiot, I'm sure. So, or just like a, just, it's entertaining, but not like, but talking about it, I, I also want to disagree with your, with, I don't disagree with you that his movies are getting worse. I enjoyed this one more than the previous, but it's very obvious to me we're getting diminishing returns. And that leads me to two or three thoughts. Um, one is that he is simply pr producing work at too fast a clip. And instead of doing every two years, he needs to take that third year um, to, to really work on, on whether it's, I don't know what it is, but he's going to keep making movies, but I don't want him to make movies for five years. I want him to make movies for 50. And so he's going to need to start doing the Steven Spielberg thing of finding that magic. Cause after get out came out when get out came out, it was, this is this brilliant director. And now it's starting to look like this might just be a good director who had one brilliant idea. I don't think that's the case. I, I think he, I've, I've seen Key and Peele. I, I, I know he has, like, I know there's more to him. Like, I know there is a wealth of, I know there's a wealth of creativity and a deep well of thoughts within him. I'm just, and I've seen, I liked Get Out. And within this, this last two films, I feel like I've seen the DNA or outlines of a better movie. I just feel like he hasn't been able to kind of articulate it or I don't know. Edit that out. Sorry about that. Um, I was 
I was gonna say, uh, yeah, I know he's turned down. Oh no, I've read that he's turned down. His star is high. He's turned down the opportunity to go on an IP or other projects. He clearly, clearly wants to do his own, his own films, which I commend and respect. Um, but to your point, my first thought was M Night Shyamalan too, and you mentioned earlier, and then I thought about it. I was like, well, M Night Shyamalan had three good movies within his first three films. Like one, one, one great one, maybe one all timer and two really good ones. And for me, I'm like, he's got one great film, one, I thought, and then like two, like kind of good films, but like his floor is much lower than Shyamalan's in my opinion at three movies. And then I went to Wells, like maybe it's more Wells. Like he, like, he's just kind of dipping and dipping and dipping. Yeah. Really launched it, and then he could live up to it quite in quite the same way. Even though he had good movies, you know, he had Paperboy and stuff, but he really kind of like sunk after that. And so it's a thing that can happen to people where it's tough if you have that brilliant debut. It's awesome for you. It takes your career to another level. You get more opportunity, but it also casts this shadow for all the rest of the work you've done because now you're expected to hit that level every time. Um, and that can be just a tough thing for somebody that's a creative, you know, person. Um, in terms of Nope, though, specifically, um, so I, I, I thought the, the interesting concept of this movie was taking the idea of, like, the UFO saucer and making it something that's, like, animalistic. And it's, like, it's not actually little green men with modern technology. It's kind of this, like, predator that's lurking in the skies. So let's dive in there. So the the aliens are the ufo or the ufo is the alien it is they they don't fully now whether it is some type of like bio organic like automaton or whether it's like an actual like species like the thing i wasn't able to understand was like is this a They kept referring to it as angels, but the one thing I didn't understand is this like a wild animal? Is this like a, or is this like a being that's like has a, like a operate? Like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, is this a wild, let me rephrase this. Is this a wild animal or is this like a drone dog? Like, is this like a drone? It was.
to spend as much time as he did with those cup vaccines to that monkey situation, it just didn't fully connect for me. And that, like, there's something there he's trying to say. I, maybe I'm just a, a poor viewer. <laughs> but again, I was. Those were the scenes I enjoyed the most in, in, in sort of a technical way. But I just didn't think it, it connected with the rest of the movie or the plot. So. I couldn't agree more. I, when they opened with that as a framing device, it's a framing device, effectively. They keep going back and forth to it. Um, when they opened with it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I, I heard there was some aspect of the character to Stephen Yoon's or the Jupe, whatever his name was. Um, that I, I knew there was something to there. And they kept going back to it. And like about the third or fourth time they went back to it, I didn't know if there were that many times, but by the second or third time they went back to it, I was having the same thought in your head. I, I just didn't see it connecting. I didn't see the themes really connecting. And so like, this is courtesy of Wikipedia, but here's a few quick notes of talking about that, like the symbolism of that. The villain is this otherworldly threat. And it's also something that everyone has in common. Everyone's relationship to the spectacle, dot, dot, dot. Like the spectacle being, in this case, the... Um, exploited the exploited monkey uh, or it was exploited black people or, or horses or animals um but it's the it is the it is the of the spectacle. exactly and how those are two intrinsically how they're intertwined and this is my problem with that um just from that from, talk just about that theme is that modern day like they kept referencing like the 1900s and all these old things and the spectacle with this monkey that occurred 30 years ago, like, or like 40 years ago, like, are, are you comment? Like, this is my problem with Jordan Peele. You're, you're, you're talking about spectacle. You're really talking about Hollywood, but you're not like, you're not actually digging deep into like the evil of Hollywood. You're digging deep into, Oh, people want to be entertained. And then the entertainers are doing something evil. Like, that to me is not like I go to a show like th this is like to use the circus example or carnival example. Um, I don't know if anyone saw that terrible Guillermo del Toro movie recently, but spoiler alert uh, in it, the guy like the, the gimp, the spoiler alert, the gimps that these things are really prisoners. So in this idea that everyone who goes to a carnival is a criminal because they saw this gimp, they didn't trap him there. They didn't feed him. It was all done by the carnival barker. Yet by his by Jordan Peele's logic, everyone is is part of that, and he's not wrong. But it, but at the same time, it feels like he's giving he's letting Hollywood off, and this is my problem. You're making a movie about Hollywood and exploitation, and you don't have anything about kids in there. Like, are you like I'm serious? Like, just like we're throwing, like, uh, like come on, you're gonna be the smart. You're edgy. You're smart, and you're like. Oh, hey, guess what? I'm going to make a movie about Irish Irish people, but we're not going to talk about alcoholism or Catholics. Like, fuck off, Jordan Peele. Like, get off your high horse. You're making a movie about Hollywood and, and exploitation and spectacle. And you even have, he did it. He had Ricky Jupe, the kid, the child on the show. And they didn't focus on the kid, but on the animals. Like, it was... And he's a vapid character. He's a he's part of the problem. And so he's the one that, that has that experience with the monkey. 
reason he doesn't learn his lesson as a kid from watching that is he tries to exploit this UFO monster thing and ends up kind of losing, you know, loses control of it and, and, and his life along with it. And so I guess there's a point being made there. And, like, uh, in terms of, like, the Daniel Kalua character, he seems to have, I guess I would say, like, a bond uh, w- with his horses and doesn't exploit the horses in the same way. At the same time, though, they're, the family's making their living off of these stunt horses. So I don't quite, again, like, I, I do see the themes being created, but it doesn't all connect for me in that way that ha- causes me to have a revelation about the whole thing. Yeah, I was just, that was um, the one, like, I'm glad you brought that up. There were now that was the one thing that was the part of the movie that for me like did not work on any level. Like I did and like even for like, just talking about that, like the the jupe, the Ricky character, he was as much a victim in that initial experience with Gordy as anyone else. He didn't wrangle the monkey, he didn't write the show, he was exploited too. Talking about exploitation, it should have been they were mutually exploited, and that was their actual connection. He also should have been the character, but again, to use his mindset, like I think I see what he's doing. It's talking about a tradition of spectacle and exploitation, which I can see that, but that doesn't, just because I understand it, that doesn't mean it's good or makes sense or works in a thematic storytelling standpoint. And the one that those are the things I didn't like, but one of the things I've kind of brushed over this, or I just want to circle back. One of the concepts I really did like, and one of the reasons like when I say, I see the bones of a good movie in here, the going back to the ufo the ufo is a sentient being or has some type of will of its own whether we don't know quite what it is it is supposed to be it not an allegory in this film this is actually supposed to be what biblical angels were like in this film or at least from what i've read it's like this idea of biblical angels and like and if you look and this this is the concept for me if you do read in the bible again taking a quote unquote as like fact, but like if you're treating it as a fact or a single narrative, there are different descriptions of angels. Sometimes they are described as people uh, or people like human-like and other times they're kind of described as like almost look like looking like machines or having like a hundred eyes and wheels. Like, and sometimes they're both like, and long story short, they're, they're always described as somewhat terrifying and inhuman but like this was an interesting interpretation of that. And to tie for me, I haven't seen those two, not to offend anyone, but to see the religious symbolism and myth and story from the Abrahamic religions tied into the modern day UFO mythology itself. Again, not equating them in terms of importance or anything, but just like from simple narrative, like to equate them, to bring them together. And also there's like a science fiction element here. I just thought it was really interesting. A lot of cool questions and the way they could, like the way it was like able to change shape and things at the end, really cool ideas. But then like, it just ends there because the, because they don't answer any of them. Like, oh, it's, it's an animal. It's an animal. Like, so let's just focus. That's, that's where my like ends. Cause this is another problem I have. I wanted to ask you. We don't know much about this. We, we we get it through their point of view, and they're throwing it the point of view as a wild animal. They're really we're supposed to kind of throw it few as like a, it is a wild bear or wild horse. Like that's kind of our view. With that being said, this wild horse killed their dad. So okay, this is a wild horse, but it's also an angel, which means it's been around for thousands of years. 
they've owned their family house. They've owned their ranch for decades. When did the angel show up? Why did it wait so long between killing their dad and like actually attacking it? Like the story of the territorial dispute, like the nut and, the nut and bolt story of the territorial dispute between this creature and this family homestead and ranchers doesn't make sense unless I'm missing it because we don't understand what draw them into conflict. And look, why were their cameras not out? Like nobody had their cameras out when, the, like, it, with all that being said, when they're abducted, that was terrifying. Like that whole sequence, I thought was terrifying. And building on that, like the the idea in this film, the idea in this film is that these are creatures that eat the people, and that all these abductions, like people being visited by angels or taken to heaven, were in fact just these creatures eating people, which is absolutely terrifying. Um, but like, it's like, it just, but even that, like, even just taking that a step further, oh, you're drawing all of these cool, like, oh, the Bible, like, yeah, some people were taken by, uh, the angels in the Bible. The problem with that is that they all came back. We know this because they're in the Bible. They told their story. So like it, it's all these cool ideas, but they just like, as they unravel at the quick first pull, cause they're just like an inch deep and it's all these cool ideas that are, that's what's really tying them together is Daniel Kalua and Kiki Palmer, who I love them both, but they have zero personality. Like their personalities are Kiki Palmer. I think she's great in this film, but at certain points, she almost feels like a caricature. Like, and Daniel Kalua, Daniel Kalua is a caricature. Like, he is a caricature of cowboys. He, he is a cowboy archetype. I think he does a good job with it. I liked him. Um, the, the only, this is the this is the only thing I'll say on the casting. I'm gonna take out the world's smallest violin uh, for all the white guys out there. Um, I, I don't. I I don't care if Jordan Peele never puts a white guy in his movie or white woman. I don't. That's fine with me. We're now three movies in, and in all of his films, white people are either evil, idiots, or both. Like. In this film, the white guy, the cameraman dies. He he got the shot of an alien. He got the basically no, New York yeah, Times. The Michael Wincott character, I was like, okay, so they brought him on. He's going to get the shot. But then they, he, they kill him. And I was like, so what does this mean? You know, it's like one of those kind of things. Well, that was, the, so I read it and like reading their description, it was because he wanted the perfect shot. I don't even remember him mentioning the perfect shot in the movie, but like, or even being that big a thing. But so the only white character. So the, yeah, like the white. That's what I. That's what I didn't get. Like you had the shot. You had the shot, and the white. The only white guy in the show in the movie is arrogant and an idiot. And the and he, he guess what? He's killed trying to exploit the alien. Like oh my god. No, no, that's not. I, I would disagree. Um, do the right thing. Danny Aiello's character is far more complex. Like the, I would, the, like Dan, like that, like 
if you want to give me complex, hey, I can take complex. But we're now three movies in. I don't remember any white people in us. Uh, they were all, every single one of them was evil in Get Out. And now we've got an idiot here. That's fine. This way, you want to make movies about race? That's fine. But like, I'm just saying, if your movies are going to be about race, like, I think you need, like, this is all I'm saying. I know that the way, first of all, let me just say, I, I, I have no problem with white people being depicted poorly. What I'm saying, just I'm a fan of Jordan Peele's. This is not something that's lost on me. I like him because of Get Out. But my problem is if you're going to try and be this, like, if you want to be a voice about equality and diversity, then you got to put your money where your mouth is. You can't show the same race being bad and evil the whole time. If it were and if it were any other way, like that, you would get shit for it. And so it's not for me to say. I'm just saying from a fan, for the same reason, I'm sick of Marvel always making the bad guys white because they don't want to get blowback. It's boring. Like, it's just boring. Like, do something different. Have the black guy be bad in your next movie, and I swear to God, it's going to make more movies than any of them because it will be a twist. This is the last thing I'll say about that because it just, as you were talking, it occurred to me, I, as you were talking about the themes kind of building on each other, how that's sort of what brings you in. And like this, you keep falling out because every time you pull, you, you, yeah. it falls yeah. apart. Talking about that, just extrapolating the race aspect and that, okay, this is a movie about the exploitation spectacle. In using that, let, let's use his own movie, his own allegories, everything he's doing here. Based on what he's saying, the spectacle in this case, or the exploited people, whether it's a horse or minority or child, even though he won't say that in this, um, the way he represents it in this is they are a mortal threat to the people that are exploiting them. So like, if they're not exploited and controlled, they will be killed. So it is thematically, in my mind, making the argument 
for people to be exploited. Like it's, I know that's not what he's trying to say, but like thematically, like, and I, just cause I say it doesn't mean it's true. It's my interpretation, but the way I'm reading it is in this example, the spectacle is trying to kill the people watching them. Like that it is so, so, and then this is again, my problem. So it's, it is already a hostile act. Is it like, is it because of this? And th- again, but we don't know, like, because it's not fully developed. It's natural and unnatural, and it just, it, yeah, it just like again, it, he, you built really flimsy bridges between the themes and like, it, like the subject matter. Um, Um, it, it's funny. I thought one of the most tense parts in the film was that scene where the kids played the prank on them. And yeah. I, I know I just bashed this movie pretty hard on the thematics and some of the, uh, the storytelling aspects of Peel. I, I didn't hate this movie. I hated certain parts of the storytelling. The movie, I think it starts slow, but like once, to your point, once they say that cloud hasn't moved, the movie really picks up. And for me, the two highlights were there's a scene about the middle where the they're basically being attacked and the they're in the house angel and the sister are in the house Kalu is outside and the and the ufo starts raining blood on the house and that for me like that was i just thought everything about that was really well done uh from a, that was a like a horror scene the scene with the kids and the monkeys like that looked to me was like the a thriller scene um and then the scene from i'll be honest the finale even though i just bashed like yeah the the idiot cameraman being killed everything about the finale like from the uh it was a really tense action sequence like with everything from the tmz guy coming up everything after that and i thought the special effects the the ufo looked great everything they did with it like to bring it to life like the way and i thought the the most effective thing about it it was a monster film when it would move. Like I was terrified. They did such a great job of having it move quickly and gracefully, but still looking like real. Like I, that to me was the scariest part of it. And like the way it sucked things up, it was the design and execution were great. Um, and I just thought specifically the action sequence at the end uh, was great. Daniel Kaluuya's character. I don't even know what he did, but Kiki Palmer, like driving Kiki Palmer, like riding the motorcycle, like everything. I loved it. It is a fun movie. Did you fully understand why the alien UFO, whatever you want to call it, like unfolds at the end and kind of like shapeshifts? I was trying to figure out why 
No, no. Um, so apparently, the movie design is based heavily on this video game, like angels, an angel concept from this video game that I I, I started to read into that, but it was way beyond me. It's like hardcore anime, like manga, like it's deep. It's I I, I my, even my comic book brain couldn't process what was going on. So I I don't know. Um, uh, So the way I, I, my understanding is that whatever Angel did, that when it tried to suck him up and it was, he had the, uh, the barbed wire on, that's what set it to do it. But like, what I don't understand is like, is that mean it's, was it wounded? Is that it's burying its fangs? That box, like there's a box that shows, it seems to be like rippling. And, and this is where like my question comes from. Like, it's such an evocative image. And like, I have so many questions, but my questions are like, all come back to the fact that we don't know, like, I, am I looking at a sentient being or am I looking at some like bioorganic droid? Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at. Is this an actual angel? Yeah. Like, I, I don't, is this, or, or is this an actual, is this an organism that's lived on earth forever? Like, there's no even like intellectual curiosity from anyone in the movie about it. So it's like hard for me to like kind of come to grips with what. That's true. Yeah, it's all, you almost need like one scientist character to come in there and kind of be like, no, this is actually from space and then like settled here, or like, no, this is a being that's been on Earth since the dawn of time or something. You know, like I, I do think somebody should have had some curiosity about like where did this come from? How did this get here? Like, there's none of that going on. It's all, it's all kind of like, I mean, again. He's making a movie about exploitation, so everybody's kind of like, how do we get the money shot? How do we get paid for this? That's kind of where their mindset is. And nobody's too worried about, like, what's really happening on, like, a scientific level here. I get that. But then, but then we also talk about, like, just, like, you're talking themes and, like, yeah. and talk about how they fail to connect. Angels? Angels are different. Like, when you say angel, you're not saying demigod. Demigods are independent beings. Angels serve a higher power so if this is an angel who is it serving like and if it's not an angel then what like like or like my thought was like maybe it's an angel but maybe it's not like the way we think like maybe angels aren't like living beings but it's like and i keep saying robot or droid this is a, a frequent common and I mean, I wait, wait, let me finish what i say this is a common or what a common trope uh, or a big part of the mythology now is that like the grays a gray alien isn't an actual being it is a droid it is a robot it is a organic basically an organic probe like it is something that's designed to look like some, something for us that we can understand but ideally it's a bit in other words I, I keep it is not a sentient being it is a but it is a biological droid or biological robot or like biological automaton so like in effect, it has no will of its own. Is it basically doing its own thing, or does it, or is it basically carrying out programming? That's going really deep, but like that's what I want to know. Like, is it, we don't? Is it a monster or is it a role? Like, I don't know. Like, we don't know anything. Yeah, I mean, again, I, that, that's. I would want to like those are the questions I would want to know too as the viewer, and it's like again, I, I didn't pull really realize like the whole angel perspective of the thing, but like in my 
to set to like it came from outer space or a different planet or something and then just kind of like found her almost like finding food and it just kind of decided to feed off of whatever it was having down here that was kind of my interpretation of it but then i also thought like maybe this was something that just evolved over time and like has been on earth for a lot longer and maybe it does maybe people assume back in ancient times that it was like something alien or, or divine or something like that and it's just been misinterpreted over time and, and into ufo culture and it, but it's actually just always been this kind of like animal that's that, that's existed on earth everything you said is more interesting than anything they said in the film yeah, yeah. so i so I, I didn't mean to cut you off i just said yeah everything you said was if that 30 seconds of talk was in the film i would be like oh that's, that's all i need I didn't need the answer. I, I don't need an answer. I don't even have like the outline of the conversation. Like I have no idea what this thing is. Like, and that's where it's like, oh, is it an angel? Is it an alien? I don't know. Like, that's cool in a pitch meeting, bro. But like, I, you need to tell me. I do, like if that situation was happening, like say that was happening to you and me. We were in a house, right? And we like we we realized this thing's out there. We realized the cloud isn't moving. We're we're gonna try to draw it out. And like, sure, we're gonna exploit it and try to make some money. I still think you and I would have the conversation of like, what is this? Where did it come from? You know, like there's no way we wouldn't talk about that aspect of it. Even just like from a, like, let's just get down to the bare bones. Like you are, you're making a film. It's either a war movie or a heist movie or a con movie. You need a plan. You need to know the mark. Like you need to know what your target is. Like in order to, understand them to like take them down and for them it's just like no like we'll put i still don't understand how they were able to keep drawing it out like at one point i thought they were trying to draw it out with the the blow-up guys like it just everything for me and i watched i actually went back and rewatched the second half of the movie because i was like i when i was reading i was like i think i missed some things like and i didn't most of the kalua figures out is the whole like if you don't look at it it won't come so there's something about the eyes looking at again i think that really is the exploitation theme where it's like looking at the thing makes it want to eat you basically and so you know there's that, that whole part where the it, it sucks up that whole crowd during the tube scene the horse never looks up the horse stays where it is and kind of like looks down and it doesn't get swallowed up by the thing and it's like Kalua kind of figures that out and I, I think like you said they're using the blow up people to draw it out and Kalua's kind of out there as like the wild cowboy who kind of knows the secret of how to avoid getting eaten by the thing. But it's like, again, it's very flimsy, all of this stuff. It's like, okay, so you figured out this one aspect and then you kind of base this whole plan off of it. Uh, but the, again, that brings me back to the angel. Like, it feels like it's a program. Like, if it looks in you in the eyes, kill it. If it's not like, yeah. like, it should be smart enough to know these people are clearly trying to trap it at the end. I just realized that that I didn't understand why it ate the balloon. It, was it because it had a face? Yeah, it has the, it's the eyes of Jupe, I think. Again, I think that's supposed to tie back to the whole monkey aspect with it's him looking at this thing and trying to exploit it. And so it goes after that balloon thing of Jupe because it's got these giant eyes on it. <laughs> uh, you're, okay, that all makes sense. And I just think that is so dumb. Like that, that is what it is. Like, oh man. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought it was dumb that a giant balloon would kill this thing. 
by the way was there something special in the one of the things i was like oh what was in the balloon it was just a balloon right That was another that that was another thing I didn't get. I, I went back. I was like, they must have been something explosive in there. Because again, my stupid thought is, this is an interdimensional or intergalactic spaceship. There's no way the air pressure from a fucking blow up thing is gonna blow up. No, no, it did. It destroyed it. Like, it, first of all, it was a really cool scene, and it worked in the moment. But yeah, we're talking about it. I'm just shaking my head like it's. It feels almost like script by Mad Libs. <laughs> like, what next? It's like, you know that he's trying to, he's intentionally trying to be so deep and, like, get these themes and, like, like be edgy on, on, on like, different levels. And it's just like, man, like, you got to put in a lot more work to make all that happen. I, I look at this movie, and, again, the things that worked, I, I normally wouldn't say this, but, like, again... If you're going to make movies, if you're going to write, direct, and produce a movie every two to two and a half years, you can't try and make them all that deep. Like, I just think about Ryan Johnson. I just watched um, The Glass Onion, which is like a Knives Out. We talk about Ryan Johnson. Obviously, he's a mixed bag too. But um, those movies are such like, I I watch those films and it is him not overthinking it like after last jedi overthinking it it's like him basically knowing what he's making and you, i i've i've heard some people i know some people like to think of the glass onion or knives out like having larger comments on society i don't really look at him that way uh but where i'm going with this is i think jordan peele had a really cool concept for like a ufo movie um i think what would have made more sense to me if i'm the producer don't make it about an old man and these again. What are these like middle-aged kids without families? Like I just, this should be a kid film. Like you need two kids. Like this is a you have the kids be part of this experience, and like I don't know if they're teenagers or not, but like that this is not the film worked. The Knox Saint didn't work, but this to me should have been a family film about like a, a actual younger family, and it just should have been like forget the Ricky Jupe exploitation, make it just be about the family trying to survive the ranch. Like even just the thing, like they're a ranch, they're trying to survive. They've been exploited. And this is the other thing they've been part of the, this is what I didn't get. They were the biggest part of the, ex, they were part of the exploitation. They've been exploiting these horses. I just think. And I'm so sorry. What I'm about to say is really bad, but like, this is true. Everything you said about the horses, like, oh, they've been with a part of, part of the family, been with us forever. That's what slave owners said about slaves. Like, I'm not like, that's not like, this is, and this is where my mind blows. Like they're, they're okay because they're black. So they're removed from any guilt in this exploitive Hollywood process. Like, again, I'm reaching deep here, but like, that's the message that it sends like that it's I don't I, it's not I'm 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 not actually upset I'm just frustrated because he is a smart I love I love Jordan Peele like, like let's yeah, it's frustrating but you're right it's just like 
situations they look at the horses and be like well they're not exploited and it's, it's like no it's the same thing like they're doing the same so and there was no comeuppance, and this is the thing, there's no comeuppance for them, and there, and no point in the film is there any recognition that, hey, we're part of this. We're Not, not only were they part, they were the first, his, what, the first horse ranch, they were, like, integral in the exploitation of animals. Like, it just, and the fact that they get away with it, and, and the way I'm looking at it is, they just killed an innocent wild animal whose land they intruded on. Like, it just, everything about the film thematically falls apart outside of a simple cowboy survival story. I, 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 again, it, and it's like for a guy that kind of like built his, at least his movie reputation on having deeper themes and like being able to have layers to his movie that uh, again, like his trajectory director wise is just not trending the way I would, I was going to anticipate it. And again, it's not like he failed with this movie or anything. I don't think he's hit rock bottom. I don't think this is the village. But it's like, I just hope that, I don't know, it's like, I want him to take the time to make these movies work. And I do think that this movie inside it, there wasn't like a really good way of doing this and kind of pulling off on the things he wanted to hit on. I just don't think he like, like fleshed it out the right way or did enough work on the script and like really thought it through enough. Like you said, maybe he's working a little too fast. I don't know, but it's like, it, clearly it's a different piece of work to get at, where it's like, the layers of that movie and all the thematics in just the right way, have all the right subtleties, are all interconnected, and it just works on that second level at such a high degree, that I, and I think when people saw that, they, I mean, again, that's what made me excited about him too, it's just like, there's a few people that can pull that off at that level, and, you know, for him to also be a, a black director, and just kind of like, I thought it, you know, Again, I think he still has that talent and he can still make movies that way. I just think he, he needs to kind of find a way to, to, to really, again, take your time. You don't need to come out every two years writing, directing, producing. Like, take your time on a script. I mean, there's a reason Kubrick took so long between movies. Like, he was setting up so much stuff. Um, it's not easy if you're going to make a layered movie with those kind of symbols and stuff. So it's like... I'm rude again. Like I feel like we have been bashing the movie a lot, and, and like I don't think you, you, either of us disliked it that much. But it is—it's just frustrating when you have somebody of his talent that's not executing it the way you want it to. Because I—I I think both of us can see like there is a version of this movie that would be really cool and interesting and hit on different levels and stuff. And it's just like it's unfortunate it didn't quite get there. I, the last thing I'll say about like missed opportunities, you have Kiki Palmer, who is a black African American. I'm sorry, that's redundant. A black woman in Hollywood. Why is it her point of view of exploitation being more like explored as a woman? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said it enough. Um, and I, you said it perfectly. It's, I think M. Night Shyamalan, I know I kind of was like, oh, maybe it's more like Orson Welles. I think M. Night Shyamalan is actually a good, the best comp because he was known for twists. And when The Village came out, the problem with The Village was that the twists were stupid and they also told everyone there would be two twists before the movie. So the movie didn't work. Like it made money, but it didn't really work. Um, and then that led to like a really quick downfall because like it was, he'd lost what made, he'd lost, he got so focused on the twist, he forgot to make a good story. And I feel like with, with Jordan Peele, this movie is better than actually the village. This actually might be as about the same as the village, but what I think the, the village is like, I think it's a 
<laughs> You're right. Yeah. Yeah, they actually they probably they probably don't show that movie on TV anymore because of how terrible that uh, depiction was of him. Um, no, that's a good. That's unfair of me. Um, I get he is known for handling or tackling deep social, generally racial themes. That's why I said I said it like half jokingly before, but like I, I do actually think if he were to make a movie where the subversion was that like the white person was the hero or not the villain or like or like the black person was the villain, like I'm not gonna write his own movie for him. Yeah, no, I, but or change genres. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, we know he can do comedy. We know you can do horror, but like, can I see like a a key, uh, Jordan Peele like buddy cop movie or mystery or adventure? If he makes another horror movie, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be how I feel when Michael Bay is making like the seventh or eighth Transformers movie. He is uh, like I'm gonna say, well, that's that's fine. I'll probably I'll see it at some point, but I'm not gonna be excited about it because I I want and let me say Jordan Peele is a much better director than Michael Bay. But like uh, Michael Bay, I I, the re I didn't choose that name by choice. Michael Bay, I thought was a talent. We talked about him previously. He was a talented young director who, after Armageddon, made Pearl Harbor and then like tried to go serious and that didn't work. And then just veered hard right into what got him there in the first place were dumb action movies. And I love them, but I I'm bummed I haven't seen another Bad Boys for Michael Bay or Rock or like and like I'm never gonna see those again because he doesn't make those movies anymore. Uh, where I'm going long winded way of saying. I don't want Jordan Peele to get stuck in either this bucket or another bucket I don't like. I would like to see him make multiple, like to your point, I want to see him make multiple movies. Uh, 
across genres. I don't care what they are. I don't care if I don't care if it's a romantic comedy or Shakespeare film. I'll go see it, Jordan Peele. Just please make other films. Yeah, I mean, but even if you did a Shakespeare adaptation, I still think that would be interesting. Like you could do, you know, you could still, you know, Jordan Peele doing Othello would be interesting to me. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, who knows? I mean, he's gonna make his own choices. I do also respect that, like, he does want to write and direct his own work, and that he is kind of turning down different offers to kind of do different IP and stuff. And so, uh, you know. I respect that decision. I just hope that he can, like, I hope he, he can, again, just make great work. It's like, I I hope he, he's not feeling the pressure from his previous work and having that affect him and stuff. But, I mean, I can hope all I want. It's like, he, you know, he's the one in control of his career. Um, I don't want to see him, but it's like, I've already, you know, we've all seen what happened to M. Night. And, like, there is a weird part. I just, I just don't want to see him, like, spiral that way. I just kind of want to see him succeed. M Night is like the first round, uh, first round D end, like top five pick who flames out, but like came out, he had a good rookie campaign, flamed out, but then turns in like a decent middle linebacker for some other team. I don't want Jordan. I was gonna say like a Doc Gooden or something, where it's like oh, I just had this great. That's you know, even better. Well, the only reason I say that because Shyamalan did come back, like, he, but he's not what he was. He's not what he was. He's like, and he's not what he was supposed to be. But like, he, he's he's carved out. He's carved out a niche for himself in the league. Yeah, I, I do think the split and the and, and some of his more recent movies, I, I bet you know, and like the I thought he would be, uh, yeah. He was surpassed. He's not even the top five in his generation. Like, like Shyamalan, I'm talking about. Like, and I, Jordan Peele, I think is on the track to be top five. Like, ever, even everything I've said right now, with his talent, and I'm also including Keen Peele. I love Keen Peele. One of the reasons I'm giving him such a hard time is Keen Peele's two minute skits handle race more, like in a better, more succinct, fun, clear way than this movie does. So like, like that's where I'm coming from. This isn't, I don't hate Jordan Peele. I love Jordan Peele. Um, I'm not his biggest fan, but I like Jordan Peele and I know he can do it. I just want to see it. And yeah, I wish him success. Trajectory like that, where it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm happy you can have 
a miss or two, or not even a miss, just like not a, a movie that's not a great, great movie. That's totally fine to have that happen, especially early in your career. But I just hope that you are able to like learn those lessons and like you know develop afterwards and you know keep going on that path. To use one final sports analogy, to talk about pitchers, they always say like the best pitchers, it's about evolving. Like if you have like you come out one year as a rookie, you have great stuff, you crush it. The next year they learn how to hit you, you'll bound, you'll you'll have a fall. Every pitcher has that. The real test is that third season. Can you pivot? Like, can you throw a breaking ball? Can you add a new pitch? Can you like not to go too deep in that analogy? We're there with Jordan Peele. He's in his second year. Um, he, he's can he pivot? Can he either get that lost mileage on his fastball? Can he break out a new pitch? Or can he? I don't look. I don't know what it is. But um, he was a starter. He's now middle relief. And he's, I, I just want him to be a starter again. I, I'm done with sports analogies. I just want him to make better movies. <laughs> I, I, like maybe, yeah. I mean, again, we might look back on this and be like, wow, if no, like maybe no was the low one. And like maybe, you know, again, he'll just springboard off of this. But, you know, who knows? Uh, I do know that like he is a talent worth following, though. Like I'll give him that. Definitely. All right. Should we wrap this bad boy up? Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I could see people's faces as I say this. I'm sure they, or if they could see mine, they probably want to slap me. Yeah. I just killed this movie. I'm not going to kill it in the rating, though. Like, as we explained, there are things I don't like, but it's more because of loss, lack of opportunity, and how good, how highly I think of Peel. I think the movie is like a 5 4. It's like a 5 3. Like, it's, you know what? Let's call it, it's, the movie is a 5 5. For me, the movie is a 5 5. The reason for that, my threshold's 5. It is on that base level of being an exciting, thrilling film. It works. It It is less than two hours, which I always harp about. It's a good horror movie. It's worth seeing. It, just, it has problems, but it's entertaining. Yeah, like if it randomly came on cable and I saw it, like I would watch a couple scenes. Like, you know, it's like I wouldn't just change the channel. <laughs> if it's anything, anything in that last like 30 minutes, I'm watching. Like it's worth watching. The finale is good. Go watch it. Couple fives, couple fives for nope. Okay. Or dope. No, nope, nope. I keep messing up. Nope. Ready to say goodbye to your friend, Seth? Yeah.